1: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. OMG, Benny. I have been waiting for this conversation with Sarah K ramsey i've been waiting for this and why why and sarah's going to share a little bit about why but benny are you ready becoming toxic person proof oh yeah that's
0: what i'm talking about right there
1: that's right bringing the goods (laughs) right (laughs) so let's just get this off the table now for everybody listening to this i think like somebody said to me it's a chick thing no. Did you just hear yeah, Benny?
0: I didn't did say that. Oh, don't right I
1: did not say that. So don't bring me in there. <laughs> uh-uh. Hey everybody, welcome. I want to introduce you to my friend, my colleague, the most amazing amazing person, you know, Sarah Kate Ramsey. Sarah. And this let me tell you about Sarah. She's gonna we're gonna have so much fun today. I I just I, I hope I'll be able to sit here without running to the bathroom with like so much laughter. <laughs> this is yeah toxic lighthearted yeah this is one of these. <laughs> it's a serious matter it is yeah but when you're Sarah she is a toxic relationship specialist I'm gonna say right. expert expert what makes her that life coach definitely we bring on the NLP yep mm-hmm. that's what we're gonna bring on now so I got to be careful that I don't look up to the left now I'm only kidding yeah. But look, this is one of these things, and and you've heard us talk about it this week, there is a pain of having a toxic partner or parent, and I'm going to step out, Sarah, a little bit, or boss, or co-worker, or friend, or brother, or sister, whatever it is, Sarah works with women who are experiencing this. So... We're going we're gonna to take a deep dive into this. Her work has been featured in Emotional Abuse Recovery. And I don't know if we'll get to that this show, but you cannot not talk about it. Okay. Healing. Oh, my gosh. Can you do it? Narcissistic trauma. Well, that's probably going to be another show. But whatever it is, whether you've seen her work in summits, in journals, this is the conversation for our time. Sarah, it's so great to have you here. Look. When we started this, I didn't know how significant this would be. So let Mm -hmm. me give you a backdrop. Alcohol consumption, I was corrected yesterday when I said that online buying was up by 610%. My friend said, no, it's 725. Abuse in relationship is even beyond that. Divorce rates beyond that. But we're talking, no matter what that thing, When you see the big T walk in your way, do you run or do you run towards? Toxic person. Here's my question for you. Mm -hmm. It's a question I ask everybody, Sarah. I'm ready. I just told people a little bit about what you do. And I know underneath that, there is a story. There's a tipping point. There's a point in your life where you have either stepped in a few potholes, you've had a few challenges, whatever that is, for you to be this well-known about this and passionate, this is about walking the walk. What are some of the challenges and obstacles that you personally had to overcome to bring you right here to this moment to be the most amazing Sarah K. Ramsey you can be?
0: Well, thank you. And I assure you that this is not what I imagined I would be doing as a little girl right <laughs> not what I grew up thinking was going to happen um and I just kept giving myself away thinking that if I was nice everyone would be nice back and nice was the only tool in the toolbox I really needed it did not work out that way obviously as you as you would imagine um and and keep thinking oh you know just kind of do the right thing, do the right thing, do the right thing, which is still something I value, obviously. But I realized I was doing the right thing for everyone else rather than for myself. And and not even seeing it, thinking that was the right thing to do, uh, thinking that was the appropriate path. That was who I was supposed to be in this life. Um, And eventually I got to this place and space that I blacked out while I was driving um you know lots of toxic situations in my life and i had three other mothers in the car with me and uh, a girl's trip it was in the afternoon no drinking no drugs just stone cold sober blacked out while i was driving and knew i had to make some really shocking changes in my life and started this journey and there's a reason
1: i'm asking you about it because underneath the purpose and passion and i always want to say to everybody i just want you to follow us for a minute Go over to Sarah's site, um, Sarah K Ramsey, and it's S A R A H. Some people may shorten. that. Just go over there and check this out for a minute. We're going to talk more about this. Hi, I'm Sarah. K- no, I'm not Sarah K. But here's what you're <laughs> hi, I'm Sarah K Ramsey, and I help the most amazing women in the world design lives they're excited about living after a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. That's how I started this 16 years ago. I was at my worst. Mm-hmm. I was like seriously I just finished school man you should be grateful you should be at the top what do they say at the top of whatever at the top of but I wasn't and I was experiencing something so toxic and I didn't want to face it and it wasn't it really wasn't until six years later that it hit me why why do we do that? Now I rarely ask the why question. I don't oh, like the why You can
0: question. ask me, you can ask me. I would love to answer I, that question.
1: I got to know the why, cause you know the
0: why. Yeah, and you said something really important that you didn't want to face. And Sandra L. Brown um, is an author and someone I've interviewed recently. And she said, it's like our antennas are up for everyone else, but we lower our antennas, our Spidey sense, our red flag detectors. We lower those for ourselves because the more we want something to work out, the less likely we are to kind of see the truth. So we fall in love with potential. We don't want to think, well, my mother may have a mental illness or something along those lines. So we just tell ourselves that it isn't true. And then six years later, 10 years later, 15 years later, 20 years later, uh, we finally wake up and it's devastating. It's absolutely devastating.
1: I got to tell you, I'm really grateful for the wake up because, you know, there are some people that don't wake up. Mm -hmm. You know, I watched my sister struggle. I watched my sister die on a hospital floor at about 400 pounds. Mm -hmm. I watched the the toxicity come from my dad and the hate and the abandonment. And I watched that. And, you know, she's 12 years older. She was 12 years older than me. And I watched it. Um, I didn't know what it was. I just knew it wasn't right. And it didn't feel right. I didn't know what to do about it at the time. You know, you have those moments where you say, "If I could go back in time, what might I have done differently?" But guess what? I now know so much more than what I knew then. How pervasive is this? And let me just be clear about the question, because look, narcissistic relationships um, got really up close and personal with that about ten years ago. Understood what I was in the middle of you know, and multiple times, but never the way we're talking about narcissistic personality disorder today. And I want to be really clear about this, Sarah, maybe you can educate us. We throw that narcissist word around. That's Mm -hmm. not narcissistic personality disorder. That means you're just self-absorbed, right? Like you can't put your head up when I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. Got that? That's not what we're talking about. But can you describe toxicity? Because I think there's a range. Mm-hmm. I think there's over here, the NPD, and you don't even see the NPD, and you just keep trying to supply, 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 and it ain't working. But over here, like on this side, it's really subtle. Give us the backdrop. Give us the range.
0: So the easiest way to define toxic relationships, and we have, we want to be really careful that we don't get caught up in the whine. are they a sociopath are they a psychopath are they a narcissist are they this it's like if there's a crocodile biting you it does not matter what breed of crocodile it is your arm is bleeding get away from the crocodile right and that is what as women and men go from processing to progressing processing what happened to them versus progressing past what happened to them you have to be really careful not to get caught up in that line if your arm's bleeding get away from the crocodile um, but the easiest way to define toxic relationships is someone who doesn't play by the same set of rules. Okay? And there, when someone says, oh, I think I may be in a toxic relationship, it's like, ooh, who do I believe? Because he's saying this, and she's saying this, and, you know, they're both saying this, they're both saying each other's crazy, what's going on? And who was getting the better end of the deal? Typically, it is very easy to see, in romantic partnerships in this context, that one person is getting a much better end of the deal than the other person, and that's pretty easy to see who's the toxic one, who's playing by a different set of rules, who gets to make the rules, set the rules, enforce the rules, and break the rules. And the other person's job is to basically cover up for what they're doing. Yeah. And you know, this
1: is really the crux of the matter here. And this is really what I, what I pointed to earlier. I'm going to go ahead and skip the break everybody. Cause I really want to go through this with Sarah. Um, you know, you help people. And I love that. Sarah, I love your using this word. I love It's one of my favorite words. Okay. Toxic relationship recovery specialist. Let's talk to the other word in that okay. recovery. Yes, because if we are not talking about that and what we're talking about is he done me wrong, my dog died, you know, my like my mama used to say, that is your life is a country song, girl. But <laughs> Let's talk about the recovery part that you do.
0: Oh gosh, that's obviously my heart piece, right? Um, yeah. My, the final chapter of the process that I do, I help women in three ways. One, reconnect with what's right with you, okay? There's this idea that everyone who's experienced a toxic relationship is broken, codependent, low self-esteem, not able to stand up for themselves, whatever other junk has been put in their head, okay? So the first step is reconnecting with what's right with you. The second piece is becoming toxic person-proof. How do you make sure this does not happen again, right? Again, uh, with friendships, with bosses, with whatever. And then the last piece, designing a life you're excited about living. Okay. And when you start to get your strengths, just like I was talking about, being a good, kind, loving, giving, forgiving person, these are strengths. We want our daughters. We want the next generation of men and women to be those things. How can we get them to work in our favor rather than being taken advantage of by toxic people. And that's really where that recovery is. Having that life you're excited about living and feeling able to be free, not a hate, 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 hate to see women or men hide in their house because they think that's their only option from not being in surrounded by crocodiles that are biting them, right? That's, that's heartbreaking. It's that's absolutely heartbreaking. You know, uh, there are other options. I want you to live, not survive. You know,
1: you talk about something really interesting to me, and I, I want to get at it, too. Um, but before I do, uh, Sarah, there's a couple things that you have going on that I want to make sure people know about. Sure. You know, so first, first of all, you offer webinars, teachings, trainings, coaching, and then you do something called Confidence After a Toxic Relationship. I cannot tell you how important that is, because it is one of these areas that most people do not address. They address over here, you're going through it. It's like it, it's like 12-step programs, and it's like, you know, myself and um, Ellen Stewart, we take a look at, well, now that you've done that, how do you become confident? You take a look yes. at confidence here. It is one of the most important things and personally the hardest thing. Tell us about what you're doing with that. Because you do this, and I think you have an event today. Can you tell us about this in particular?
0: So there is a phrase that I use all the time. It's kind of like my motto, right? So get past the past, get real about the present, and get serious about the future. Okay? That's my motto.
1: David, you need to grab that clip (laughs) because we need to get that out there. You know, say that one more time, because see what you're talking about is if I could complete holistic approach to recovery. One more time, Sarah,
0: get past the past, get real about the present and get serious about the future.
1: Mm, 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 Girl.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the good stuff, right? That's where you build that confidence and learning how to start to take action and build small wins for yourself that can eventually turn into bigger wins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, within there's learned helplessness in a toxic relationship, right? They have all the power, you feel powerless. Okay. And so starting that process of it's not just there, there's value in, well, there's somebody I talked to today. She says, I've done yoga. I've done meditation. I've done this. I've done that. I said, you know what? I did yoga and meditation in the last two days, but they did not help me become a toxic person-proof because it did not solve my toxic people problems. We're Believe not me, solving I get the right it. problems.
1: Uh, Sarah, I get it. I mean, I've been sharing a little bit here and there about my own personal journey. And one of our listeners, Benny, has said to me, Pat, you need to take an hour or two and just instead of doing these drive-by comments, you know, about mom committed suicide at when I was six, was homeless at 17, arrested for something I didn't do at 19. You know, instead of doing that, tell the whole story. And the reason this is important is because we get these questions like, I can't believe it's you, Pat, that goes through that or went through that. And this is really the trick, right? Just because we show up like we're confident doesn't mean we're susceptible, does it? Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And I I say that about myself all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I say, well, do I seem like somebody who's not a good communicator? Do I seem like somebody who would put up with whatever somebody wanted to dish out? Do I seem like somebody who would give and give and give and never realize what was happening was that it was never my turn? Do I seem stupid to you? Do I seem broken? Do I seem this? You know, and Dr. Pat, you're absolutely the same way. And when we start the conversation many people have experienced toxic relationships because of what is right with them good kind loving giving forgiving rather than what is wrong with them such as broken abandoned whatever it is Um, and the statistics around that are about 63 percent of women have high traits of conscientiousness and agreeableness that toxic people look out for That's only 37% that we're talking about codependency here. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah, it's gigantic. And you know, it
1: really leads me to something else you talk about. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about this too. Sure. There's a phrase that you use, and I was so excited to see it in the show today because I want to hear your take on it. Okay. What it represents to me is how you approach this with people. Mm -hmm. What you talk about smart girl syndrome Uh and I thought oh don't guess what that is ask Sarah what that
0: is and how (laughs) does it it impact us so I did coin that phrase uh, um I did that's a Sarah K. Ramsey original and smart girl syndrome right you've never met a problem you couldn't solve so why not think you could solve the problems in your relationship as well so you tend well, to. I, and harder. can I add this? Sure. And I bet, like this
1: here. Tell me about the impact of this. When you realize you can't, now you feel like an epic fail.
0: Oh, absolutely. And that sense—people assume that it's like again brokenness that keeps you in these situations. Sometimes it's a sense of failure. You know, admitting defeat—that and and giving up on another human when you believe in humanity—that's really tough. Ouch right and it's drastically different than broken it's drastically different and that's why strength based healing i do feel like is so important in this component um so that it is you know you're smart right look at all these other problems you've tried to solve and been able to solve and all these other successes you've created for yourself that's what creates that recovery piece that's what creates that confidence piece right um and it's It's drastically different than just rehashing the past over and over and over and over, you
1: know? I would bet you a hundred bucks if I was a betting girl. Uh I don't bet anymore. I gave up that addiction. But if I was, (laughs) um, I would bet you a hundred dollars that you would not be able to predict Sarah K. Ramsey in the world today when we are not even on the pulse of toxicity between people Mm -hmm. um this is my area of expertise i studied the consequences of broken promises and respect for over 10 years Mm -hmm. so it's something i follow but i have to detach from it because i can't follow it i just can't i can't relive what this means how do we help women Mm -hmm. and i don't know what men do but i only talk to women for the moment but this is men and women how do we help folks realize that they have been the frog that was put in the cold water and over the past six to eight months that water is turned up right mm-hmm. and you now find yourself in some hot stuff <laughs> you never yeah. really been there before yeah. and you have no clue what to do i can only imagine how busy you are right now and mm-hmm. we're getting ready for the holidays sarah I mean, Mm -hmm. we're getting ready for like the new avenue of Thanksgiving. How do I do it? Halloween. Mm -hmm. How do I do it? Tell me about what your experience is of where we are today.
0: So one of the biggest pieces of that is cognitive dissonance, right? Um, Here I am alone and life can still be good, you know, uh, the toxic person is one way in public, another way in private. Like there's so much cognitive dissonance that we have to create both and conversations rather than black and white, either or conversations. And if you're there's a woman or man that you're wanting to help see the truth about their relationship, those both and conversations are incredibly helpful to you. Um, Yes, I I see that he is both on the board for charitable giving and he is very angry when he's, you know, been drinking. right? Like both of those things are true because we want to defend if we're good humans. We want to see the good, believe the best, hope in the future, right? And it's hard for us to see the holistic piece of the truth. Um, Also speaking to women about toxic situations or men about toxic situations that are not them. Okay. Remember our antennas are up for other people. And when it's ourselves, we really don't want them to be toxic. Yeah. So we, if we think if we hope enough that they're not toxic, then they'll magically transform. It's not working. It's not working. And it's, it's a huge issue within women culture. You know, we've come so far as women. And when I started uh, this process, I thought, surely I could be anything else other than the world than a toxic relationship recovery specialist. Is there any other thing I could do? You know, and it was just this calling, obviously, you know, and I just couldn't even barely speak about anything else. It was just uh, such a passion for me, for me. And I started seeing all these other fabulous, fabulous women, successful, successful women. And then what problem was it? They were giving themselves away in relationships to people who didn't deserve it over and over
1: and over i want to get back to something you said because you nailed something but i want to say it again and i want to say it a little bit differently how often sarah have you heard this and this is not just love relationships let's just talk about friendships or family how often have you heard something like this they have got a heart of gold (laughs) they you know they would give you their shirt off your back Mm -hmm. But how they give it to you might kill you. Mm-hmm. And so there is the end game that somebody does in action, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's how they are in the world. And in, uh, in the question that came up before the show that, I, that, that one of our listeners wanted me to ask you is there is the obvious mm-hmm. where somebody will get in your face. And, and, and sure. honestly, I love it when people come right to me and say this, this, this. But then there is the other end of it the seething, the silence, the body language, the you ask a question, they walk away. Where does that fit in, in the scheme of things? Because some people may say, yeah, you know, this person da, 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 da calling you, banging on the table, you mm-hmm. know, ramming their car into your car. That, mm-hmm. But then there's this other thing
0: over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm very careful to use the word toxic rather than abusive relationships for what the reason you just said. Very nice. Right? And it's very, you addressed it being on a spectrum earlier. Okay? But what happens is, remember that playing by two sets of rules and the rules always work to one person's advantage. So my guess is in that situation, if they're doing the silent treatment and they're giving you things, if you did the silent treatment to them, all hell would break loose, right? So it creates dynamics where one person is doing all the work of the relationship doing all the work of the relationship, trying to make them okay, doing the work of the relationship financially, doing the work of the relationship with the kids, doing the work of the relationship emotionally, whatever it is, one person's working and one person's taking advantage of that work.
1: One of the things I wanna to talk to you about when we come back is, you know, what is it that we all could know and could do? And I wanna to skip to the idea that it doesn't matter what you're experiencing at the moment you will be able to become, in Sarah's word, a wondrous woman.
0: Yes.
1: Wondrous woman. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that. And I want to just open this up for all of you out there, whether you're watching on Facebook.com, Transformation Talk Radio, or you want to call in, this is where you get to chat with Sarah because you know, that something is not right, something is off, but you don't know what to do. 1-800-930-2819 is our live call in number. And David will be over on Facebook monitoring over there, 1-800-930-2819. Sarah, let's take a moment. Again, please mention how people can find out more about you, talk about your Facebook group, anything else that you wanna share with folks.
0: I, am very proud to say I run the best Facebook group in the entire world. Um, finding love and success after a toxic relationship, truly a day does not go by where a woman does not say that alone has changed her life, finding love and success. After a toxic relationship, definitely a go-to, um, if you go to my website, Sarah with an H, kramsey.com you can also get on my email list you'll hear a ton more about my story from there as well as ways and tips and tricks for changing your story
1: and i want to say something one of the most interesting things i've done here in getting to know sarah a little bit you got to read the blog when your friend chooses your ex Ah, you gotta read that blog you just (laughs) gotta read that blog just for reading that blog right you Mm -hmm. just gotta try reading that But there's a bunch of other uh, writings that are on here that will just open up your mind and your heart. We're going to take a short break because when we come back, what about this thing you hear people say? Forgive yourself. How many times have you heard it? How many times when you hear the word, you roll your eyes? When we come back, you're going to hear the depth of why this is important from one of the most amazing coaches on the planet right now, Sarah. Okay ramsey we'll be right back message delivery by lisa ann you can't make this stuff up tune in every first and third thursday at 1
0: p.m pacific on transformation talk Radio.com. message delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality for more information
1: or your own personal message delivery visit angel messages you.com that's angel messages the number two the letter u
0: Transition, simultaneously the most difficult and vital part of the human experience. Without change, how would we grow? Tune in to Grounding into Your Radiance with Stacey Barber every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Step into your truth and allow the light into your life. For more information about Stacy and her services, visit stacybarber.com. That's stacy s t a c i e barber.com. It's time to get your life back on burn bright today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on transformationtalkradio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit burnbrighttoday.com.
1: Raising the vibrations through stimulating conversations while exploring the mysteries of Atlantis and Lemuria on Tales from the World Radio with me, Amira Beth. Join us every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Be ready to feel empowered and an active part of the changing earth. For more
0: information about me, visit Amirabeth.com.
1: Yeah, boy, you better be rising up now. I'm telling you that rising <laughs> up song. starts on the inside. Starts on the inside, and all of us are really looking at it and doing it and going beyond it, becoming toxic person proof. Special guest joining me here today, Sarah K. Ramsey. Um, Sarah, again, I want to make sure people know that if they go to your website, which is sarahkramsey.com, there's going to be a lot of information there um and i encourage you folks really if there's anything that we're talking about that you resonate with if you're thinking to yourself my gosh yeah toxic my mom my dad my brother my boyfriend my whatever it is and you're in a space of i don't know what to do we have opened up the phone lines 1-800-930-2819 and the reason i say that is we're opening them up so you can get your questions sometimes All you need to do is have somebody witness your space, and that's what we're doing. Um, Sarah, thank you for today. I want to really talk about and really have you take the reins here about learning to forgive yourself. I think it's one of the most frequently talked about and most understood aspect to this journey. Can you talk about this from your perspective and where it fits in? into the recovery part of toxic relationships?
0: It's everything in the recovery part of toxic relationships and toxic people are good at spotting toxic people. We all only see from our perspective. And if you are good, kind, loving, giving and forgiving, if you're an empath, if you are, you would never manipulate someone on purpose, you're going to miss when someone's manipulating you unless you learn new skills, right? Which we can talk about becoming toxic person proof. But the fact that you missed what was happening is probably a sign of your goodness, not a sign of your stupidity, okay? And I really truly believe that. Um, And I also want to think in terms of forgiveness. I want you to imagine a mom who takes her child to the doctor, the child's sick, you get medicine from the doctor and you give the child the medicine that the doctor prescribed. And the child has an allergic reaction to the medicine and gets very sick. No one with any heart would look at that mom in the face and say, it was your fault. Your child is sick. But technically you took the medicine out of the bottle. You put the medicine in your child's mouth. you, You did it, but the intention behind it would not it would not be appropriate to say that was your fault it would be cruel but we just would not do that as humans and if you went into a relationship or were born into a relationship where you hoped someone was good and kind and you were seeing from your own perspective and you thought they were honest because you're honest I want you to think about that example of the the mother giving the child medicine that she did not know the child was allergic to and my guess is you did not know the person was toxic and would have such an impact—a allergic reaction on you—since uh, we're talking in those terms—and um, have such an impact on your life. Uh, that's that's drastically different than being needy or broken. It's just a world of difference. Um, and we talked about boundaries too. And in the conversation of boundaries, and another example that's fun fun to think about is the the big bad wolf. Okay. So when little pig builds a stick or a hay house first, it was the hay house first, right? So they build a house out of, made out of hay and the wolf comes and blows it down because they didn't have strong enough boundaries, okay? Then yeah. the next little pig comes in, they build a house of sticks, Said so he blows it down because they did not have enough boundaries, right? So we use that word boundaries. Right. The third little pig builds a house of um, bricks, right? So very strong house. But the wolf still tries to blow it down. And sometimes I think we can get into the conversation of boundaries and think, oh, well, if I have strong enough boundaries, the big bad wolf will no longer want to gobble me up. The boundaries are made to protect ourselves, not to change the character of the wolf. Okay. So if many of you have heard things like, well, you should have stood up for yourself. You shouldn't have put up with that behavior. You should have had better boundaries. You should have whatever people who don't understand this topic are going to say. And so the next time someone says that to you or you say that in your head, I should have been stronger. I want you to think about that example of the big bad wolf. Because even though the house got stronger, the big bad wolf did not change his character. He still wanted to blow your house down and still wanted to gobble you up. Ah, uh, the only difference is with this with those strong bricks, uh, it was able to protect the pig, not change the wall.
1: But you know, this is really where we get to explore this. and I want to jump to something really interesting on this. Even if we can't see it or we can't mentally process something, can you let's talk for a minute about how this feels. <laughs> let's talk for a minute about how does it feel? to be in this toxic space with another person. It doesn't matter. Boss, family member, ex, current partner, somebody you're dating, it doesn't matter. Can we go through the feelings of how this feels? Because sometimes when we talk about it mentally, Mm -hmm. people are like, yeah, but I'd not, but there's a feeling, right? Uh And those feelings go inward And then when they go inward, we absorb them. Mm -hmm. And when they go inward and we absorb them, we change our perspective of how we think and feel about ourselves. And it's usually less than.
0: And that's really key in changing how you view about yourselves. And I want you to think about how often you are questioning yourself. Okay. When we are around healthy people and healthy relationships, we question ourselves some, but for the most part, it feels pretty mutual it doesn't feel exhausting. It doesn't feel like you're walking on eggshells. It doesn't feel like you're doing all the work of the relationship. Uh, toxic relationships, it's never your turn. The finish line is always moving. It's like there's a bucket that you try to pour good things in and there's a hole at the bottom of the bucket. So no matter, no matter how much you pour, no matter if you pour in water, you pour in coffee, you pour in Kool-Aid, you hold your wrist this way you hold the cup this way there's always still a hole at the bottom of the bucket and it's exhausting and it's confusing and it will have you questioning yourself because what happens is you think i must be pouring in the bucket wrong no the problem is that there's a hole in the bottom of the bucket not that you're pouring in the bucket wrong um and so many therapists and counselors and stuff miss this because then well it takes two to tango well relationships are 50 50. um and just like someone can be not giving enough right they need to become more giving some people are too giving right but how many times do you would you ever go into like a couples therapy or a parent child therapy and someone says you're being too giving maybe a parent with an adult child that would be more more likely Uh, but we don't hear that we're too giving. We hear that we need to work harder, right? And in toxic relationships, you're probably working so hard that you feel like you're gonna fall down from exhaustion. Exactly. And and that's not okay. And it's not normal. And and not everyone, please hear me when I say, not everyone is living like that. Because we can tell ourselves it's normal. Life is hard. Relationships are hard work. Uh, you know, I'm not perfect either. We can start to tell ourselves these things. Um, but when you feel like you're having to constantly almost like give up your soul to make the relationship work or to make them happy or to cover for their irresponsibility or their impression management, uh, something is drastically, drastically wrong.
1: I want to ask you about this, this one piece of this, and there's a term that's used, but it never really describes the actual behavior. There's a term that's used that's called passive-aggressive. And and again, it's one of these terms that gets thrown around, but there is a feeling and an impact from it. There are certain behaviors that happen. You know, it could be every time you open your mouth, somebody comes out with a sarcastic comment Mm -hmm. or rolling your eyes or not answering your question or not. I mean, I could go on, you know, how often have you seen that kind of thing show up as opposed to the more obvious right
0: when you think in terms of narcissism which is very popular right now you um you're, you're describing unfortunately you're describing what's basically if you googled covert narcissism it would be more of what dr pat's talking about right now if you're wanting to, to look into this further uh, but with covert narcissism it's not as in your face it's not as abrupt but it still leaves you questioning yourself. Okay. And toxic people want you to trust them more than you trust yourself. Okay. So whether it be the eye rolling, basically they are training you to always feel like you're doing something wrong (laughs) and you will want to avoid that. So then you will try to change your behavior to change their reaction to your behavior. And what most people find is the like I said, the finish line is always moving. I wrote an article called The Love Language of a Narcissist. And it's like, uh, more. <laughs> <laughs> more. <laughs> Give me more, right? Do better. Give me more. Uh, and, and so that that's that piece of um, any time you leave someone questioning yourself, wondering what happened, uh, thinking something is off. I, I talk about the phrase, that's weird. And in the early stages of meeting someone whether it be romantic or otherwise the more that weirds you you tell yourself that's something's off that's that's weird like i, I don't know that that questioning you know like ah oh, feels like something wrong the more likely are there are to be red flags in the future and people say gosh there you're so good at predicting future toxic behavior why hmm. and i said because i don't ignore myself anymore when something comes up, I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's all. I don't wait. Uh, You know, I'm not dating. I'm happily married at at this point um, and forever. And I said, like I was getting rid of him. (laughs) He's really great. I'm not getting rid of him. Uh, But but within like the dating realm. And it's like, oh, how did you know that this person was toxic? Well, if you give him two years to give you all the data, you were already sucked in. If you were going into business with someone and you think, something's off and then you talk yourself out of it. By the time you have all the data to collect about what was off, you're toast. You're in trouble, right? Things things are are in trouble for you and it's a very dangerous place to be in. So the more you can trust your earliest warning signs in regards to new toxic people uh, is incredibly helpful in your journey. And also One of the things to talk about is uh, just like savior syndrome, right? You can't just love someone into having a different personality. You can't be so amazing that they completely change their personality. You know, you can't be so good at your job that your boss is a completely different person, right? Like we would probably recognize that we shouldn't do that. And that's probably unrealistic thinking. Um, As you accept your humanity and the best pieces of your humanity also recognize the more you want someone knocks not to be toxic the more likely you are to miss the signs there's someone yeah. i talked to recently and they're like oh it's my last date for the year it's my last date for the year so i just i want him to not be and there's all these rationalizations in her head like oh no and it's like okay is he a person of character the fact that it was your last bumble date is not a reason he has character or not like that like that's just like you, we just have got to change um if we really 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 want to empower women let's change this conversation well and right. then
1: isn't that part that you know and i want to just talk to this and continue this from this place of yeah if you think you're going to change somebody repeat the serenity prayers per a hundred times a day yes but part of that is moving from healing mm-hmm. to growing. And see, that's yes. really the cool part of what you do. Yes. You don't just go through the part of healing and the recovery process. There's a next stage. Mm-hmm. There's a next part of this. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about mm-hmm. what that transition. And I'm in, and I don't think it's like cut and dry. I think there's a parallel that may happen,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But there's growing how would you describe growing and the work you do for people? And what have you seen? What is growing look like from, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's perspective that you've worked with or yourself?
0: So it's learning how to lead yourself, okay? Um, many of the women you talked about not wanting to be a failure, you know, not wanting to have failed at something or failed someone, especially if it's a toxic person you care about, you don't want to fail them, right? So many of the women that I have seen really align with words like lead by example or integrity. Okay. And they stay in bad situations because what they say is, Oh, I just can't leave them in their time of need. That's not who I am. Okay. And if we can transform that thinking into, I cannot continue to help them become more selfish. I cannot cond- I cannot be the type of person who covers over their irresponsibility. I cannot be the type of person who tells my girlfriend she should take care of herself, but I am not willing to take care of myself. You really start to get some momentum into that growth piece and break through that cognitive dissonance, right? Of what's good for you is not good for me. You know that that whole idea. There's that um, obviously that passage: love others as you love yourself. Yeah, and what we hear in our heads is love everyone except for yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah. And boy, isn't that the kiss of death, so to speak? Oh
0: gosh, yeah. That is.
1: I mean, it is the one thing that will keep all of us in the loop, right, Mm -hmm. in this loop. And one of the things I'm struck by, by the work you do, Sarah, is that this is really to break a pattern. And it could be multi-generational because a lot of times mom will say to you, you know, honey, you just got to rough that out. I mean, look at us. Mm -hmm. We stayed in this for 50 years and, you know, you, you just got to stay in here. You just, you just got to do it. But Mm -hmm. sometimes we get to the point where there's a new level of growth Mm -hmm. and got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. Absolutely. How, How do you help folks with this part in breaking off a legacy? Because sometimes Sarah, right? You know, your family will have a comment. Your judgment will have a comment. And, you know, how often have you heard, my God, you're really complaining about your boss. You ought to be grateful you have a job.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what's interesting is, and what I found, when people think about toxic relationships, they think that they are fighting against the relationship or fighting for the relationship, either one. What we are really fighting is people's belief systems right the belief system you should just be grateful for whatever you have so you should put up with that if that's the belief system you can see why when you go to that person for help in a toxic relationship why they are not capable of helping you or willing to help you that's not about you that's not because you're stupid or broken or anything else that's because of their belief system and people are very quick to defend their own belief systems so um if someone has been in a toxic relationship they are more willing to push you to stay because then they can defend their decision to stay. Um, and if they're toxic themselves, so it's in the, the article about when your friend chooses your ex. Uh, within that context, if someone has stayed in a toxic relationship, they're going to push you to stay in a toxic relationship. If someone is toxic, they're going to push you to stay in a toxic relationship. Or the third option is they may just be kind and not manipulative themselves. And so they miss manipulative behavior. Uh, and. Yet, we have to restructure the belief systems, such as, oh, everybody will change as long as you give them enough time. Mm. And when you bring those beliefs to the light, and I say, okay, you're do you believe people can change? You're going to say, yes, of course. And if I say, do you believe everyone changes with given enough time? Every single person. Probably you're going to say, no way, that would be crazy, right? But then, you know, when people try to get help or they try, they go to their families or they go to religious leaders or they go to whatever, those people are operating in the belief system that everyone will change if yep. given enough time. Yeah. And, you know,
1: the other part of it that we're not talking about, but I'm sure we will, is that you get to be the guinea pig while they're doing it. And exactly. how does that feel? Oh, gosh. It I mean, come awful. on. It's like. Yeah, they're going to change. And then you get to be the guinea pig. My friend says, you know, I was the punching bag for 10 years when I waited for them to change. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why this is one of the most difficult things for people to do alone. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is what I say to folks when I speak with them or I do a show like this. As good as you may be about managing your life and your career, and maybe you're somebody that's at top of the game, or maybe you're not, Mm -hmm. here is the thing that I've learned. And I think, Sarah, this is what you also speak to. You can try to do this alone, Mm -hmm. right? And I've done that. Mm -hmm. Or you can take the journey with someone that knows, can share, can witness you. And Mm -hmm. that's the work you do. And the difference between the two, and I'm not saying you can't get there if you do it alone. The difference is this is going to take a long time, maybe take multiple (sighs) lifetimes. Yeah,
0: exactly. This this is going to get you started now, right? And the the best thing I hear is my friend said I'm smiling. My coworkers notice I am taking care of myself in a different way. My family is noticing the boundaries I'm setting. My, you know, when it's like the fruits on the tree, and so many people, the they don't they don't know which problem they're trying to solve, and so their healing journey involves relief, feeling better, happiness. What the heck does those things? What do those things look like? You know, but when it's very direct and saying, okay, uh, can you spot when someone's manipulating you? Can you trust yourself when? Uh, your body is sending you signals that that's weird. Uh, can you pick out toxic relationships in other people? Can you set boundaries within your own life? That's roots on the tree. That's a world of difference that creates change. Of course, there's big wins, like people getting engaged in happy relationships, starting new careers, being able to ask for what they're worth financially. And of course, those things are great. But that confidence piece you were talking about is learning to appreciate the small wins.
1: Yeah. And I hope when we talk again, one of the things that is so important to really talk about is the bandwidth of something like this. Let me, let me just say this. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You said something really key. So here we are and we're in this single relationship. Let's say we're in this with a person and it could be any of the, any of the people or the types we've talked about. So one of the things we think, which I think is the greatest myth we tell ourselves is that it's just me and them i'm um, we're, we're working it out what we don't get is that the impact of that toxic relationship will not allow us to ask for a raise from our boss
0: absolutely
1: we will not say to our boss i've got to be home while my child is teaching mm-hmm. we won't be able to do that mm-hmm. or it will even go as far as being in front of a doctor in a Absolutely. critical diagnosis, and be afraid to ask important questions. Mm-hmm. And that is the unspoken deadly silence of toxic relationships. What do you think about that?
0: Oh my gosh, I agree with you 100%.
1: We need to and talk about that next time.
0: We will, yeah, nervous systems, uh, the breast cancer from you know, a broken heart. There's a fabulous book called The Body Keeps the Score, where he talks about uh, the impact uh, on your body from these things from abuse particularly in childhood and the long-term impact it can have if you don't do the work of recovery (laughs) right and just stuff it down stuff it down stuff it down stuff it down you can stuff it down um my dad uh he says you can choose your choices you can't choose your consequences right and there are absolute consequences to ignoring toxic behavior sarah i want to thank you so much for this and i want
1: two things Let's folks know about how they can connect with you, work with you, you know, follow you, whatever that is. And then I'd love to know your personal message, what you'd like to leave us with today.
0: Okay. Definitely join Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship on Facebook. That is the community, tons of support from other women along their journey. Um, And then join my email list, sarahkramsey.com. And then you're going to be like, Whoa! there's you know, the podcast, uh, Toxic Person Proof. You're going to get tons of info if you just join those two things, as well as lots of uh, lives with me. I do lives every couple days or so, you know, tips and tricks to um, help you, you know, in your journey to clarity. And uh, my personal message would be find people in your life who are willing to play by the same set of rules. Okay. Take turns. It's what we learn in kindergarten. Take turns. I'm Don't, with it. You know, keep your hands to yourself and, <laughs> and and find someone who plays by the same set of rules because they do know what they're doing when they are always getting the better end of the deal. They do know what they're doing.
1: Thank you, Sarah, for today. And I just want to end with this. And this is a reminder to all of us. Having a loving relationship being honored for who you are being confident and a wondrous woman as sarah would say yes it is your birthright yes it is not an alternative it's not second place those things are your birthright Mm -hmm. i hope you'll take action today so that we can honor you get a hold of sarah sarah thank you so much
0: thank you thanks for having me